0: The miracle of grass! That was out of bounds! That was out of bounds! 13 13! I see it! Did I die? G'day community and welcome to the jock. Reynolds Super coach Podcast. I'm Leck Dog. I'm joined, as always, by my beautiful counterpart, the bearded magician, the man from Orange. It's Patch. How are you?
1: Leck Dog, I'm alright. How are you? The sun in my stars, the stars in my the stars in my night sky, you're the wonderful human being that you are, how are you?
0: Look, you know, like everyone. Go we're going through some stuff, but for the most part I'm good. Footies on. Super Coach is happening. I'm alive and well, and that's that's enough for me, Patch. I hope everyone out there who's listening is alive and well. And if you're not, and you need anything, I don't know, give us a shout-out. We love you. We'll support you.
1: If you're not alive and well, you might want to get that checked.
0: Yes, you might want to get that checked. I've got a couple of shout-outs off the top of the pod, Patch. First of all is Telebeats. Shout-out to Telebeats for the funky music, the funky intro. Look up Telebeats on... Instagram and speaking of Instagram, I want to shout out valuable supercoach community member Zane Zano.art on Instagram. Look him up, he primarily does a lot of Sydney based artwork. But you can go through there's some Eddie Betts stuff, there's some Patty Dangerfield stuff, there is some great work. And if you want to follow him on Twitter, Zane Red and White, Uh, the reason I shout him out is because he's done an awesome Eddie Betts piece a couple of weeks ago now, and it got shouted out by the Carlton Cheers squad. It got shouted out by Eddie Betts' family. Everyone's loving it. So just get around him. He's a good bloke and a great part of the community patch. I was going to say it's time to panic, but I'm feeling quietly comfortable with the <laughs> 33 games of football in 20 days that we're about to endure.
1: I mean, on one hand, oh, my God, am I excited. Football every night of the week, sign me up. On the other hand <laughs> what? Well excuse me,
0: I think with proper planning, with some awareness with some calm cool heads, we will prevail. And I'm saying that coming from a point of weakness and you're sitting in a point of strength in terms of how we're doing this year Patchen and, and I think together we can work through this, we can guide the community to some to some some success and to some peaceful super coach selections
1: that is a bold call out from the the mess that we're about to undertake like we're recording now on monday night the last game of the round hasn't happened yet like and that'll be the the way forward for the next few weeks all of the team announcements will be insane the there are buys coming up we'll talk about buys and all of that stuff in a minute but how can he be so calm man like what This is about to hit us like a ton of bricks.
0: I think it's just a bit of perspective. You know, the world's falling apart. There's hurricanes tearing down the wall. There's people getting sick. Every all that bad stuff that's happening in the world. I look at Supercoach and I've been given extra trades. Like, baby, life is sweet. Let's talk about. That's true. That's true.
1: It's all about perspective. Let's talk about. So what? What? From the top, for anyone that has missed it, let's go through what the changes are to Supercoach over the next few rounds, because it's, it's going to get a bit a bit hairy,
0: yeah, so no matter I think how you look at it. From a Supercoach point of view, the changes are pretty simple. So we've got 33 games, 20 days. We know all that. The overall Supercoach trade limit has currently been increased from 30 trades to 34 trades. It's four extra trades. With an extra trade three per round available to coaches to use in round 9, 10, 11, and 12. So we're getting four extra trades and we can use one extra trade each week if we choose to through until the end of round 12. During that time, there will be buys. We'll talk about that shortly. Um, But this week, this round patch, things are as normal in terms of Supercoach. You just got an extra trade this week.
1: Yep. Yep, so there's no best 18. Best 18 kicks in in the buy rounds, and we'll run through them in a second, as we've said. But next week, three trades, and it's just all, all kind of normal, um, which is exciting. That's a lot of potential, which we'll discuss.
0: It is, it is exciting, Patch. Uh, the next thing to look at is for rounds 10 and 11, where there will be buys. Round 10, we'll see Fremantle, West Coast, Carlton, and Hawthorne not play. And round 11, we'll see Sydney and GWS not play. During those rounds, you will have three trades. And the scoring system will move to best 18 as we saw it do so in round three. So your best 18 scores will count for that round patch. So don't fret if you've got a couple of West Coast, a couple of Carlton, a couple of Hawthorne. You just need to get 18 best scorers on field for that first round. And again, in round 11, best 18 scorers patch. It's not too scary so far. Are you worried? Are you concerned?
1: I mean, there's always worry and concern because that's who I am as a human being. But, I mean, you've you've spelled it out. that The next four weeks, the main issue that will be very interesting and very hard to wrap our heads around is the fact that the afl's decision to allow clubs to name their teams 24 hours before a game means that we'll be locking in trades before knowing who's been named for a round so say goodbye to the thursday night panic and say hello to the eternal struggle of oh can i pick that rookie will they be playing i won't know until after the person i want to trade them out trade out for them has been locked out I, yeah, that that's the thing that is going to be really hard to, to grapple with, and hopefully a lot of rookies will get a lot of a lot of run in the legs simply because of the the frantic format of the next couple of weeks, um, the next four rounds. You know, people will be rested, and if you've got those those fresh legs on the bench, you'll be able to field eighteen in all of those rounds. Um, but yeah, the, the preparing and and. The, you're gonna to have to strategize and think ahead about when you can make your trades and how long you can delay making trades into the round because rolling lockout will still continue so you try and wait for as long as possible before a game say a Tuesday night game um and then pull the trigger just before that and then hope that your play the player you're trading in is is going to play because it'd be mighty unfortunate to go the other way and and trade in a you know trade in a premium trade in a now, a Jake Lloyd, for example, and then he, well, Jake Lloyd won't get a rest because he's got a buy, but you trade him someone like a, a Christian Petrarca and suddenly he's rested for a week. Well, what do you do? Well, it's not ideal.
0: It's not ideal and it's going to be difficult to manage. It's essentially, you've got to leave your trades as late as you can. Planning ahead is going to be crucial. You've got to look at guys who you think are going to play. Guys who, you know, don't miss games. Your Lockie Neils. Everyone I say now is going to miss games, but you Jack yep. McRae's, etc. Guys with some sort of question marks, with history of missing games. Dane Zorko. Uh, I was going to say Isaac Heaney, obviously. He's not playing. Those sort of guys would be a concern. You think they're going to rest? The older players as well are going to be a concern. I imagine older players more likely to be rested than younger players, having said that. Not many people are going to have these really old players. It's good news for rookies, I imagine. I think we're going to see more rookies playing. Even if they're only playing one or two games, they're getting some points on field, helping you bolster those best 18 rounds. But I think, Patch, with all this information, comes... uh, Come some new tactics. Previously, before we knew that this was going to be the situation, and remember, you know, it's just... Oh, I've just knocked over, just having a heart attack here. I'm swinging my arms around. We don't know yet if we... I'm assuming that the AFL is going to say every other team that hasn't had a buy is going to have a buy at some stage. Stuff's still changing. Stuff's still flexible. Supercoach is still flexible. But at the moment, we're just working with the information we have. I think it means we got to steer straight away from the value picks. We've been saying this a couple of weeks now. Guns and rookies has to be the tactic. Now, if we're going to best 18, you need to have the best players you can get playing. And, you know, you'd rather have the Dr. Supercoach guys, actually, I think it was the Dr. Supercoach guys, did a really good article on the Herald Sun about it today. they basically saying, you don't want to have four guys scoring 90 and have two of those 90s fall out of your best 18. You want to have two guys scoring 150 and two rookies scoring, you know, 30 or 40 and having those scores fall out. So it's guns and rookies time. If you weren't going guns and rookies like me, it's time to try again. It's time to load up and find these Uber primos patch. What are your thoughts on guns and rookies going into this next period?
1: Um, yeah, I'm not as like, obviously those two weeks and, you know, there will be the buyers that, that come on later on where you will need to have those, those best 18, but i don't think you can afford to you still have to be smart about it you can't sort of throw away on a a DPP non-playing player for a a downgrade to just try and get as much coin to get up to you know say a a Josh Kelly Um, I I think we still need to be smart about keeping those warm bodies there and then finding the value when it's there obviously we, we now have to be a bit pickier about it but you look at if you didn't get Bailey Smith last week I think he's still a very excellent option Tom Dode would have been a good option if he hadn't injured his hamstring, but now we've got to trade him out. Um, I, I think there's still the value there for for some picks and, and when that value is there, you do need to look at picking it up. But by and large, yeah, if, if you you know, you, you do have to try and maximize those points within the 18 um where possible. But I think if you, you start to lose sight of the fact that you still need a playing twenty-two and a, a fit twenty-two throughout the other two weeks of these This hectic schedule, you you might fall away a little bit.
0: 100%. We need to be targeting rookies that are going to be playing. Clubs are being pretty good about it at the moment. Naming rookies ahead of their debut, that's going to be helpful. And obviously, if a guy presents serious value, if you get a Bailey Smith sitting there, uh, you've got to look at him. If you get one of these guys who's really falling. Jai Simkin in a few weeks. Mitch Duncan in a couple of weeks. These sort of guys. You're not going to ignore them to go other guys. Um, in terms of teams that have buys Patch coming up that we know of that are locked in. Carlton, Hawthorne, Fremantle, West Coast Eagles, Sydney, GWS. As a result, I'm not targeting a single player from any of those teams. Outside of maybe a playing rookie. Until they have had their buy. That will hurt me when I look at guys like Haynes, Kelly, Mills, uh, Nat 5, if he drops, those sort of guys. Yeah. But good I luck, think.
1: Good, good luck finding a defensive upgrade because you've just listed all, like I've got maybe six targets in the back line and all of them play for those six clubs.
0: Well, that's the downside. But I think the way to go is to wait, even like a Shannon Hearn. I think who, and by the way, great shout out by me on last week's pod. I'll credit myself there. You weren't interested in the patchler, but came out and turned up, did good things. Uh, you wait, you wait, you wait, you wait. Um, unfortunately, actually, it presented interesting opportunity as well, Patch. I wasn't going to ask you about this yet, but Carlton, Cripps, Doherty, both underperforming. Both have basically done stuff all for four weeks. They've got a buy coming up. Is now the time to, to bin it?
1: Well, I mean, if you you bin them, you do lock in that loss in some respects, but it could also present an opportunity, you keep them for another week, and then maybe ditch them next week to sideways to another premium. We've got the extra trades. We've got that luxury. I think it'll be a team-by-team team proposition, but I'm not going to say no. Um I'm not going to say no. But on the other hand, if you, you don't have a Patrick Cripps, and you know, depending on how he goes this week, if he gets paid six holding the man free kicks around the stoppages, then Um, So you're going to start looking out for him. Maybe we jump on at at a cheaper price. But, yeah, there is a chance to then offload some of these players that aren't doing quite as well. Um, And then, yeah, like maybe a a Chad Wingard, if anyone's picked up Chad Wingard. um, Potentially you could could flick him there. You could, yeah, there there is a scope to do that, I think.
0: Hmm. Doherty and Cripps, I think, will both fall below 500k this week. So, They've just been getting... Well, Cripps injured on the weekend, got kicked in the in the sternum. Toby Green rules don't apply to anyone but Toby Green, which is disappointing. Sam Doherty's been getting tagged. It's good for the Blues. It's bad for Supercoach. So uh, maybe that's why I'm spirited, because the Blues are 4-4 four and four in the time of us recording the podcast. That has not happened.
1: No, no, it has not. Um, and that goes back to Jock and Higo recording the podcast as well. Back... <laughs> <laughs> Potentially a decade more. Um. Um,
0: so we talked about the teams that I probably want to avoid until they've had their buy, even if it presents really good value. But I think a fun little game will be going through the t- teams that don't have buys listed in the next couple of weeks. Just having a look at some players that we might be interested in. Patch, and we're going to do this off the top of our head. I've got a couple of notes dropped down, but we'll just we'll bounce back and forth. I want to start with Essendon.
1: But Look. well, before we before we do, we'll note that obviously Melbourne and Essendon will not have a buy coming up. Um, but yeah, if you're looking to trade in players and say you've got um, Todd Goldstein, Jar Simkin, and you followed our suggestion and bought in Sean Higgins after listening to 15 seconds of last week's podcast, you might not want to top up on any more Ruse. You might want to just sort of hold, cool the Jets a bit there. Um, so obviously. All this advice will be team-dependent. In if you've got too many bulldogs or too many cats or whatever, um, try and diversify your investments, as uh, the Supercoach investor Dan Bagala would say.
0: That's very good, and and you're right. Essendon Melbourne would be my beacon of light. Although we are going into best eighteen, you're locking in any players you bring in for them, barring injury. Pretty much, you're locking in to play all four games over the next four weeks from Essendon and Melbourne. so
1: This this is also a, a landmark in that it's the first time you've ever said something positive about the Essendon Football Club.
0: Well, I mean, purely structurally and, and scheduling-wise, they've actually given me a windfall by ruining a game in round three. So while they did ruin the AFL, they've somehow made Supercoach better this year. So Essendon... A couple of names are jumping off the page at me and, you know, they've had ups and down seasons, but Sheil, Merritt, Saad. I'm, I've am i left Ridley off intentionally. I think while well, he's still very good, he's now super expensive for what he was. And I think if you haven't got him, you've probably missed the boat, even though he looked awesome yesterday. Uh, Patches, are there anyone from Essendon interesting you?
1: Um, no, I think you've, you've pretty much uh, nabbed it there. Sam Draper, if he's named, is. We spoke about him last week. Um, if he's named, I'm tempted to trade him straight in and forget about, you know, waiting a week for him to, to jump on the bubble. Um, but I think beyond that, there's not a huge amount more off the top of my head. Um, but Saad is one I, I do quite like.
0: Devin um, Smith. Are we mm. still holding him? He's had his sh- shitest score of the season. He's had four or five weeks of garbage. Is he someone we still are holding? Last week we said we're going to hold.
1: I I mean, I can sit here without having him and pretty comfortably say you should probably consider holding him. You should hold him if you can because, you know, he will sort of cover that donut um, in those the next couple of weeks when players are rested. But you might simply just be unable to stomach the fact, you know, that you have to then sit down, look at your team on Tuesday morning or whenever it is, and see Devin Smith's smug little name sitting there alongside a What did he score this week? 30,
0: 40? Mm, Stuffle. Scrolling down, 49 um, points.
1: Mm, if you can't bear the, the sight of, of that 49 next to his name, feel free to flick him. Just... just Go nuts, but the fact that he's Essendon's 7th best scorer for the year tells you a bit about the Supercoach relevance of the Essendon Bombers. Andy McGrath at mm. under 500k, maybe? No, I think but, that's
0: a. I think that's a really good selection. Another 10 tackles on the weekend.
1: Mm, I Yeah, we, we've spoken about going for that um, that sort of uber, uber premium where you can, but I think McGrath's potentially in the Bailey Smith um category of of bargain enough he's enough of a bargain that he can probably go there
0: let's move on let's look at melbourne players we know that they're gonna in theory play every game there's some obvious names here gorn petrarca oliver no issue trading any of those if you don't have
1: them i'd almost argue that they're essential at this stage and after the game that they had on sunday night oh boy, you'd be hard-pressed to argue that you don't want any of them in your team. Sitting there watching that game, you know, having Oliver, Gorn, Petrarca, Viney, who scored 118, and then Lockie Neal in my side was kind of nice. Um, Makes Melbourne games very watchable.
0: Yeah, I don't know Oliver's projections. He's probably going to get to 600K. I'm considering, and it's blasphemous to say this, Crips to Oliver. Um, I'm likely, actually, I just wanted to address this as well. Likely tactic for me... Throughout this buy period, is going to be two down, one up, uh, where applicable. Um, two rookies down to other rookies, one up to a primo. Uh, Clayton Oliver is absolutely dead center, top of my list for a selection. Yeah. Jack Viney, Jack, patch.
1: Under, five, under 500k, we've seen there are weeks where he just goes gangbusters, gets a lot of tackles, gets rewarded for going to the ball first. You know, the round one where he scored 180 um, was huge, uh, showed his ceiling. Um uh, I only had the two tons since then. Yeah. And sort of he's had eighty six, ninety one, sixty, one twenty three and then one twenty. He'll you know, be about five hundred and
0: twenty K I reckon this week after price changes.
1: Mm, I um I real I'm very happy having him in my side. Would I trade him in? I'd probably try and get to an Oliver, uh we'll try and get to Petrarca who's You know, probably going to be, it's hard to do the projection in my head because I'm bad at maths, but he'd be, what, 565, maybe 570K? If you can find that extra 80K and swing someone forward, I'd be looking to do that instead of Viney.
0: And then the other guy, I don't think he's a big trade-in target, but we were talking about him on Twitter today. Stephen May has Mm. pumped out his fourth score in a row where he hasn't dropped below 90, so... His last three, 118, 91, 90, and then another 103. He's a pod. He's going to be... Uh, how, how, what's his price going to be? I'm just trying to work out the math. About 450k. He's taken a hell of a lot of playing on from kick-ins. Uh, he's an option. I'm not saying he's a fantastic option. I'm not saying he's a super great option. But at 450k, four weeks, unknown score under 90. He's on my radar.
1: Yeah, Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Patch, Brisbane should be an easy one. Who are the key targets from this Brisbane side that we're seeing?
1: Um, well, Lockie Neal, if you don't have him, you would be very painfully aware of that fact. Um, Jared Lyons has popped up the last couple of weeks, looked very, very good, 114 last week, and then scored 147 on Sunday night um, in 1% of teams, is in 1,700 teams. Um, I believe the Dr. Supercoach guys found... Um, Gave him a shout out on the Herald Sun site as well. Um, and he's only had the two scores below 114 this year. Is, yeah, very good selection if you can you can afford the cash. Dane Zorko, we mentioned last week, is very cheap, um, very good. Jared Berry. Concerns uh, over playing. his health, though. Yes, concerns over Zorko's health. You quite like Jared Berry.
0: Uh Yes, yes, he is a player I like, but I think you're getting confused with uh, Zach Bailey, who I think is the uh, greatest yes. player of all time, after Sorry. Daniel Ridge. Uh, Daniel but Rich he, he did pump out too. another 110 on the weekend.
1: He did. A potential pod if you're looking for one, um, and I'm not going to talk about humour cluggage. Uh, if you want to, then uh, I'll give you 30 seconds when I take my headphones off and scream into a
0: pillow. You wouldn't have traded humour cluggage, would you, Patch?
1: No, no, I certainly wouldn't have looked at trading Jai Simpkin and then decided to trade humor Cluggage based off a few bad scores in a row. That wouldn't be a thing I'd do.
0: Not at all. Um, yeah, I look, Neil, obviously a target. Jared Lyon's a great target. He's going to be about 570k. Zorko, question marks. humor Cluggage, good, but up and down. So uh, he'd probably be my third in, in line as a selection, I'd say. Uh, Gold Coast Suns surprisingly have more options than you'd think going off previous seasons, but let's start with the big one, Hugh Greenwood patch.
1: Just just trade him in. Trade Matt Rowell in. Don't care if he's missing. We'll bring you home. Shout out to Noah
0: Anderson for being the best selection from Gold Coast in terms of rookies this year. Hugh Greenwood patch. He just keeps doing Hugh Greenwood stuff. Um, Narrow loss to Western Bulldogs. How's it going? Should everyone have him?
1: Um, if you can get him, certainly. 97 on the weekend and, you know, coming off of 144 the week before that. Um, he's in blistering form. He's getting a bit more to the expensive side now. Uh, will be 570, 580k thereabouts, which is a lot of money to fork out for him. But he's, his tackle numbers are excellent, which is a very good base. It means he's not going to have those, those putrid scores, you'd hope, But there's there's a midfielder there that I'm slightly more interested in simply because he's in 1600 teams.
0: Took Miller.
1: Took Miller. I mentioned him offhand a few weeks ago, and since then he's gone 111, 81, 142, 102, and then 140 on Thursday night. And I just love the way he plays football. He's just he's just good. He might be a bit up and down. He's had the 81 and the 98. In there with the four tons for the year, uh, five tons for the year rather. Um, well, now six. Look, look at me doing maths, select dog. <laughs> look, look at me go.
0: Maths love on the pod.
1: Maths love on the pod. Um, yeah, I, I just, I really want to pick oh my- him. I don't know if I've got the guts we to do it. We have news.
0: But- we have live breaking news on the podcast. News Brennan Cox be- late out. Tobe Watson will be playing for the Fremantle Football Club tonight.
1: Tobe? Tobe?
0: It's just going to be Job Watson. He's going run out of the commentary box with a Groucho <laughs> Marx mustache and nose on. <laughs> this is
1: huge. My, my name is Tobe Watson. It's Amazing. The name I've ever
0: heard. Uh, sorry to interrupt you. Took Miller, absolute jet. He's a primo primo this year. They don't have a buy locked in yet. Get him while the going is hot. He'll be about 570k. A lot of these players around that range are going to be um, and then outside of that, not a lot of players that I would want to take a huge gamble on. I love um, that you
1: said they've got more options than usual this well, year, and he have listed two options. Yeah, which, but the guys you're that not, I want to, You're not incorrect.
0: Well, I mean, Jared Wits, he's going to score you 100, but everyone's got Ruckman. Um, Sam Collins is playing really well, but do you want a fullback in your side for, from the Gold Coast Suns? Um, Harbrow's 800 years old. There are some guys I like, but there's still not guys I would take it. A huge gamble on Jack lacocious has forward defensive eligibility. But looking, you're right. it's still pretty much just took Miller and Greenwood.
1: Yep, that's that's all I'm really considering. I liked Lockie Weller early in the season, but glad it didn't go there, wouldn't go there now.
0: No. Uh no, no, I'd rather Sam Collins. Collins. Adelaide Football Club is garbage, but they almost beat your boys. Oh
1: yeah, They've... but we're also garbage. <laughs>
0: they have uh, yeah, had garbage. And I'm only saying be, that they're garbage because I've never been able to say that about another football club. So <laughs> Brody Smith has bounced back patch. Uh, he's pumped out a 129 after, what did he score, like 10 the other day?
1: 13. 13 was what he scored.
0: Is he someone in defence that you're going to be considering? So coming into the round, he had a break-even of 120, so his price is going to be about 435k. Uh, He's obviously very up and down. He's only had two other tons this year in a 94 and then some really really poor scores. Are we finally seeing them utilise him the way they should?
1: Maybe. He still scored 13 last week. That's a good point. I'm not a huge fan of someone that scored 13 in a full game of football where they weren't injured. It's the Jack Darling effect from last year. Yeah, Um,
0: there's no one I'm going to confidently recommend from here. You know, Matt Crouch is on report. Brad Crouch is injured. Duda is injured. He would have been our number one target, I reckon, Patch and I don't know. Rory Laird? Is he someone you'd look at?
1: maybe potentially no i'm not excited by adelaide this year just i'm not not getting in there not nodding not overly keen the rookies excellent you know mcpherson on the weekend scored as a 90 odd hamill after scoring what 13 the week before 10 the week before bounced back with a 70 odd now the rookies are are there Mm. uh the rest of the team
0: mm, not so much Uh, Fantasy Freako put out a tweet about McPherson saying something like 70 of his 90 points came after Dude went off injured so uh, it's an interesting one to watch he might be a little too out of reach price wise after this round but yeah, watch for rookies Uh, they've got a few coming through that, that are pretty close apparently we'll go across the road to Port Adelaide Patch to look at the targets these are all targets we're looking at to take advantage of the next few weeks prior to any other buyers being announced to maximize points for us and to maximize your ranks community in Port Adelaide. Well, maybe they're not that good. Or is that too harsh?
1: Who knows this year? What is going on? They're pretty good. they're, They're, they're all right. They go all right. Um, if they can sink your mub after the siren, then they've got, to, they've got to be a pretty strong side, I guess, if they're they're beating <laughs> you up. True. true. <coughs> there oh, is Sorry, just saying that was just unpleasant, despite how true it was.
0: Mitch Georgiadis' owners would be happy. He scored 86 points on the weekend. Once again, not a guy I'm probably trying to target as a trade-in option, but scoring 86 for those who held him well done. M- Trevor Spoke. Laddams has, has
1: gone down with an injury as well out for six weeks, which means yes. Giorgiati should play for yep. most of the next six games unless they decide not to.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd expect him to be staying in that side based on his performance and basing that on uh, they, the fact that they need to fill that hole. The What is it? The uh, void, of significance. void of significance. Thank you, Patch. Travis Spoke would have been two weeks ago at the top of this list, for me. Mm. But he's not. He's not even close to the top of the list.
1: No, he's had a 98 and then a 53 on the weekend, 54.
0: Yeah, and and a 70 the week before. His break-even this week was 172, and he's missed it by 120 points, basically. So... He's, so his close. price is plummeting. So
1: close. It is in free fall, which is good for those of us that don't have him, but anyone that jumped on a couple of weeks ago will be livid, and rightfully so. Um, I would want to see the form turn around before I buy in, but we've got a few weeks for his price to drop even more. When it turns around, you'd look at it. You'd almost rather Zach Butters at this stage ahead of him.
0: Wow. Zach Butters is playing out of his mind. Uh, played really well against the Blues, but the man I'd rather is your man, Brad Ebert. He scored, came back from suspension, scored 91 super Coach points. Uh, you know, he's not he's not an uber, uber primo that we've been talking about, but his price is going to fall to, uh, I want to say about 460, 450K this week. Um, he's going to be really valuable as a forward line option and probably top of my list from this side.
1: Yeah. Look, potentially. Um, yeah, and I think if you if you are strapped for cash and you're still desperate to get in a, a really good sort of you know top line forward, I think you could do a lot worse than Ebert because he'll he'll you know finish in that top ten, you'd hope, um, and at that price, there aren't too many others around that price point that will do the same thing. Um,
0: what are know, people it... riding the Dan Houston roundabout roller coaster, whatever you oh, want to call boy. it? I don't know if you can ride a roundabout. Uh, People with Dan Houston, what do they do?
1: Tear their hair out, and if they've not got any hair to tear, then I don't know. I'd, I don't know. He's had a few weeks. of uh, he had three times in a row from memory, um, where he was thrown back in the midfield, and now he scored a he scored a sixty seven this week, and then you know he's back to doing the 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 putting out the rubbish that he he did at the start of the year, which caused all of us to drop him like a lead balloon. I don't know, don't trade him in. If you've got him I I don't know what to tell you really if you if you've got him there's i
0: heading just... into the best 18, I reckon you can hold him because he has the potential to be high in your best 18 and he also has the potential to miss your best 18 not completely, which is which is great. <laughs> which is great. I've just seen uh Fremantle Dockers tweet a photo of someone they're saying is Tobe Watson. Um I've just I, it, I'm pretty sure that that's a ball kid
1: It certainly doesn't look like Job Watson um, mm, Interesting That's for sure One to watch Maybe it's maybe just it's in until Job can get the, the purple, <laughs> purple jumper up and
0: running He's just going to run really fast between the box and the, and the field <laughs> yeah. Collingwood Football Club Got smashed, and it made me feel good. And it made me worry about the fact that they played Brodie Grundy at full forward for a quarter after he got destroyed during the game patch. What mm. do? Should we worry? Should we panic?
1: Nah. No, nah, you don't panic with Brodie Grundy. He's the best ruckman in the game. He's, you know, with Collingwood having a big, you know, t- one of the toughest draws in the next little while, you'd expect they'd, they'd lighten the load a little bit Um I yeah, don't think you can be too worried. You can't. I don't think you can really be trading him out. Um, maybe if you're, you know, top hundred, top five hundred, and you're desperate to do a Bruin maneuver, maybe you give it a whirl. Um, I don't know. He'd trade too because all of the Ruckman just look terrifying at the minute. You, you, you hold Grundy.
0: They do have some trade-in options. Trelaw dropped his first bad score of the year with an 81, but guess what? He wasn't alone. Their top scorer Taylor Adams. Still a really good buy. Scored 94 is one. So it probably goes Adams-Troller. And then side bottom is still to come back in. They're, they're probably my three targets, unless you want Crisp or Maynard.
1: Yeah, I, I quite like both those options. Still, They'll still be reasonably affordable. They, they look quite good. Um, Isaac Quainor, you know, going to best 18, we're, we're trying not to bring in these cheaper guys, but he'll be about 300k. Looks like a good player. Was one of the few that sort of really tried... Over the weekend with 79, you know, if if you're looking for an Eggmoose Smith type player, like one of those mid-prices and you've just got stuff all and your team's a wreck, you could consider him, but I wouldn't be jumping at it. Uh, But that's about all I'd be looking at from that side there.
0: Kudos to Darcy Cameron owners. It's going to be a valuable asset if he can do that every week. Scored 92 points, kicked two goals, looked okay. Went into the ruck in that last quarter. Yeah, Couple more of teams
1: for Mason Cox's
0: career. No, yes, no. Can't wait till someone like the Bulldogs or someone picks him up and chucks him at full forward. <laughs> he'll and he'll it still doesn't
1: keep. Work. He'll still keep Josh Shacky out of that Bulldogs lineup.
0: Man, to think he was a number two pick. I wanted him to come to the Blues when it didn't work out for him up north, but uh, I think I'm glad that that didn't happen. But we're not here to bash Josh Shackey. We're here to talk about targets from the final four. Teams we're looking at. Five teams, patch. We'll, uh, we we'll, might blaze through these a little quicker. Richmond, not a lot enticing me, but I guess Jaden Short and Dustin Martin would have to be in the discussion.
1: Yeah, they're both cheap enough that they're, they're going to be good. They're going to have good output despite their price point. Kane Lambert's been very, very good at the last few weeks, but will he keep it up? I'm not willing to punt on it. If you are, go for it. But with more midfield power to come back, you'd think he'd start, uh, moving forward a little bit more. Um, Still at 97 on the weekend, probably overpaying for him now.
0: Yeah, Jaden Short just wanted to quickly mention he'll be about 470K. We've talked about a couple of players, that price point, but he is the leading scorer for Richmond this year. So uh, just slightly ahead of guys like Kane Lambert and Dustin Martin and stuff like that. Uh, Yeah, Dustin Martin. There's not a lot super exciting me in terms of Richmond hopefully they yeah. give us some downgrade options um, moving through this next period but who knows Jaden Short would good.
1: Be nice but yeah Jaden Short Kane Lambert Dustin Martin I think that does it
0: North Melbourne obviously Shaun Sean Higgins Higgins <laughs> scored 90 on the weekend and, and I didn't feel like he was that impactful so to come away with 90 supercoach points is, is a good return for him uh, Toddy Goldstein got bought down to Pitnett's level, scored 69 supercoach points. Meanwhile, mm. guys like Anderson Pollock and Trent Dumont, who's quietly having a very, very good year, uh, tunned up. Patch, anyone from this list of players that uh, excites you?
1: Um, obviously, Higgins does. we spoke spoken about him. Simkin will be very cheap. Keep an eye on him for the next few weeks. I traded Goldstein in for Pitnet and gained 10 points and lost 300K. Was stoked with that. Um, but outside of that, you know, Dumont you'd be interested in. I'm I'm kind of keen on as a cheap forward. I still don't think we'll get, we might not get to full primo this year. So Dumont would be one you could consider. You know, pretty so pretty sure he's 100...
0: mid only, so I don't know if we he would actually consider only. him.
1: Um, un- averaging 111 in his last three before his 120-odd on the weekend. Um, but he's... no, with Cunnington out, he's scoring well. Will he continue doing it? I don't know enough about North to take the punt. I don't know, there's not really anyone else I would be looking at there.
0: Kyron Hayden uh, got concussed last week, scored seven, which put his break even up to 78. He came out and scored a 107. His price might jump, I can't do maths very well, maybe 250K. He's uh, a midfielder. Look, it's expensive for a rookie, but maybe someone to look at. We expect he's going to play. I mean, he got knocked out, still played this week, so... Someone to consider potentially as a as a in quotation marks rookie downgrade. Moving on to the final three teams patch, we've got Geelong who play in a, a very short amount of time for us recording the pod. Who's jumping out for you at Geelong? We've got a couple of big names back into the side this week.
1: Yeah, Danchevild's obviously towards the top of the list of players you'd want from Geelong, but the one that's picking my interest is Mitch Duncan. Um, obviously uh, had that injury that hamstring injury a few games ago he's back tonight he might have torn a hamstring again by the time we finish r- recording and editing this but you know he's one I've got my eye on um, hard to say too much more about uh, Geelong at this stage uh, is there anyone else you're looking at Tom Corkin is very quietly having a good year as well
0: as he always does I, you know was in one of my iterations preseason but I just thought he couldn't do it again and that looks vindicated after round two, but yeah, no, he's uh, he's playing very well this year. I'd probably be too scared to take the punt. Um, yeah, Mitch Duncan coming back in is probably the one to watch. Break even 200, so let's see what he does. Tom Sorry, Stewart Tom's... also yeah, coming back in, uh, who has a, a break-even, which I don't have in front of me, but hopefully he can come out and kick some ass. Darcy Ford is out for an extended period of time. Don't know if that affects anyone out there listening but if you didn't know that was announced today or day of recording i think we'll there have more patch to talk about once they've played we've seen how they their um their rookies go who, who was the rookie that was named what was his name uh
1: close brad close brad close close, close.
0: Yep. yep yep brad yep. close we'll see how he goes we'll see how stewart goes we'll see how duncan goes and we'll have more to talk about throughout the week before their next game Western Bulldogs patch. Their big guns feel, are doing big gun things.
1: Oh boy, I have a feeling that most people would almost have too many bulldogs to consider bringing more in. I'd say you'd want no more than kind of three from one team if you can avoid it. Um, you know, I wouldn't be trading anyone out if you've got four, but you know, you've got English, McRae, Dunk. Well, obviously not Dunkley. He's still just at the top of that list because that's where he's. Not is. That, um,
0: I don't think he's that far away from playing either anymore.
1: Yeah, um, Caleb Daniel obviously is is turning into one of the best picks in the back line. The bond is cheap for what he can produce. Um, you know Bailey Smith, we've spoken about you know a couple of weeks in a row. They've got players that just keep scoring. They're just a super coach relevant team.
0: They are, and they've got a rookie on the bubble. If he can get over the shoulder, sh- shoulder, shore in, shoulder, in Callum. Porter, Cody Waitman, didn't do much for us on the weekend squad, just the 14 points. But if he keeps getting games, maybe he's someone we can look at uh, if you don't already have him. So th- there are some options coming through for the Western Bulldogs. And our final team to have a look at patch that don't have a buy round coming up is St. Kilda. Are there any players that you want to flick? Any players you want to bring in? Because looking at Max King... It's got to be close to flicking time.
1: Yeah, it'll depend on, on how your team's set up and, and all of that. But I think Max King, you know, he's he's in that position that um, Curtis Haller was in last week. If you can get rid of him or you need a rookie to go, he'd probably be the one that, that goes. Um, and as
0: soon as you trade him, he will turn up.
1: Oh, absolutely. Guaranteed. Yeah. Um, Guaranteed. You'd uh, you'd look at Jack Steele, but I'm not hugely interested in a lot of other players. You know, Paddy Ryder. We we laughed last week saying, ha, huh, he's one of the most traded in, like Ruckman," and then he came out and scored 142. So yeah. shows what we know about things. <laughs> it does
0: show what we know. <laughs> Kick two goals, 29 hitouts. Rowan Marshall kicked two and had 11 as well.
1: Mm. Um. Yeah. That's that's all I'd really be looking at from the Saints. I'd just Steele. Um, is is the only one really on my list.
0: Yeah, I think so as well. Steele, I'm just trying to look through if there's any rookies that played. There's no one exciting me. Uh, Obviously, no one's going Rowan Marshall. Hey, maybe Patty Ryder, because he's forward eligible. Maybe he is a good selection. I don't know. Uh, Daniel Butler, owners, will still be happy with him producing reasonable scores. But yeah, Steele is the number one target, and I don't see him making way his way into my side for no reason other than just don't see it happening
1: yep agreed i'm in the same boat we've gone through a lot of stuff it's a very long pod the football is nearly starting uh have we got any final thoughts final words what are we doing like we still don't know what we're doing but what are, what are, we'll we'll still be around during the the festival of footy oh
0: 100 we'll have uh close to if not daily content going up i suspect Well, we pretty much do every day anyway. Podcasts will be coming out. We'll try and squeeze in more streams than we do otherwise. If you want to get in on them, go to Lekdoggames on Twitch. You can follow along, you can subscribe, you can follow, you can do whatever you want, you can join, we can do live Q&As, all that sort of good stuff. Uh, We'll try and increase the occurrence of those podcasts. Everything else will just come out when it makes logical sense. Yeah, we
1: will try and do it as close to the end of rounds as possible. And for those that don't have it, you know, we should have probably run this off the top. Round 9 is Wednesday, July 29 to Sunday, August 2. Round 10, so, you know, this is when lockout will lift and, and begin rolling again. Round 10 will begin Monday, August 3 and finish Friday, August 7. Round 11 is Saturday the 8th to Wednesday the 12th. And then round 12 is Thursday the 13th to Monday the 17th. And then what lies beyond? Who knows?
0: We don't know. We may never know. Well, we'll know one day, actually. Thank you, community, for listening, Patch. It's been a pleasure talking to you.
1: And to you, my good friend.
0: May everyone have a good round of Supercoach. May everyone's team win, except for whoever Carlton's playing. Oh, Hawthorne. Yeah, God, I heard we crushed Hawthorne. Oh, God, yeah,
1: please beat Hawthorne. (laughs)
0: Go blues.
1: Go bombers.